Hello. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. Hey, that's us. Hey, wow, we did it. Um, oh. Matt, how many episodes have we done so far? Total? Yeah. Um, well, this is 114. Okay, I just want everyone to know that Matt asked before he said, said hello, how does he start the podcast? Is it hello? <laughs> you would think he would know. To be fair, I, I knew the answer. <laughs> but you were unsure, which is alarming. Well, you know, uh, here's the thing. I've, uh, I don't know why I do it, but I start, um, I start my vlog also with hello. <laughs> and I've also started um, my YouTube, the channel trailer starts with like, hello. And I've also realized that a lot of times when I write um, little intros or bios or things, I often start them with hello. <laughs> so I, I'm using hello a lot and I'm, I'm not sure if that's okay um, or if it's just my brand to say hello a lot. I feel like it's your brand. Do you associate hello with me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Got to work harder on that brand. <sighs> um, how have you been? Oh, I've been great. Fantastic. Wow. I went, uh, the weather has been good here in New York, um, which I know is like, that it's weird because I, I feel like normally talking about the weather means the conversation is boring and over. But I think in, in these times, the weather is very important. <laughs> means I can go for walks because, you know, I only really have two modes now is being at home and being on a walk. <laughs> um, But I'll say the other day I went for a walk. It was really nice. It was like 70 degrees. So it was basically just. I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Some people were wearing shorts. I don't think it was that warm. But, you know, no jacket or anything. And uh and the the park was quite busy and I had to find I had to find ways of walking on the park to avoid other people. Okay. I know the park pretty well, so uh as someone who works from home all the time, I go for frequent lunch breaks in the park. So I know all the secret paths. I know all the roads that nobody goes down. Because uh, there's the main road that everyone walks on and bikes on and stuff. But that, it was crazy. Like, so many people were biking that it was a traffic jam. People people were, like, slowing down on their bikes. I've, I've never seen that many people biking in the park at once. And I, I don't hmm. I don't blame them. And, uh, you know, they weren't, like, protesters or anything. They, they all just thought, what a nice day for a bike ride. And I, I just don't think people realized how many people would be riding bikes that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we took a... A quick drive to a local, um, I guess, school that we walked around at that has, like, a track to walk around. Mm. There was only one other person there. But it's a much smaller town. Yeah. this I, I, live, in a, I live in a big town called Brooklyn. Huh? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. It's a big old place. Um, I, I mean, generally, it's actually been fine here. People ask me about... Uh, walking around New York all the time, I get it from my job, which is in Boston, and I get it from all kinds of random people asking me how it is here. <laughs> and I don't know. It's fine. I haven't gotten sick yet, so that's good. <laughs> I'll knock on my wood as well. Thank you. Uh, I don't... I, I don't... I avoid people at extreme measures, <laughs> so... <laughs> 
I'm not really going near people. It's it is kind of insane. The types of people I see hanging out when I'm walking around, like people that are they're like wearing masks and they're outside, but they're not keeping their distance. And it's weird. I don't know. Have you heard this controversy about the the masks with the releases on them? No. So there's these there's this kind of uh mask. The, they look like the medical ones, but they have sort of a, a square plastic piece in the front of them, or, or sometimes mm-hmm. they're round. And basically, these are um, the worst kinds of masks. I think they've been like banned in California or something because they actually let your breath out in its entirety. <laughs> and when you're breathing in, it like filters out stuff. Um, and they were basically made for coal miners and things like that where letting their breath out isn't a bad thing, but allowing, you know, coal yeah. um, particles in would be very bad. Uh, so it's good. It has a, certainly has a purpose. And I, I think there are other, re, you know, any anytime you have like dust or something, it's like the kind of filter you want. But the problem is it's not, the whole point of the mask is to keep you from spitting all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and these masks basically let all your, your, your spit and stuff out. I don't know. I saw a particularly rude couple who were not keeping their distance from people in the park and were also wearing these kinds of masks. So they were like breathing on people. <laughs> and the reason I kept seeing them do this is because they were taller than me. So they were walking faster than me. So I, they, they walked by me this way and I was upset. And then I watched them walk by several other people with like, you know, two feet of distance. And I, yeah, oh, it's very upsetting. <laughs> Anyways. Wow. I have a cool hip mask. Uh, it was made, it was made, it's an Etsy mask. Let's put it that way. My sister-in-law made us masks. Nice. Out of what? Um, fabric and there's something in the middle that's thicker. I can't remember what it is. And then string to tie it. Is there any kind of pattern or anything on them? Yeah. And that is? <laughs> um, well, I don't have it near me, but it's like a... Uh, well, they're all different fabrics, but it's the one I picked was like a light blue with like a dark blue flower situation. Mm. I like how this is like pulling teeth from you to get you to describe this mask. <laughs> I'll tell you what mine looks like right now. It's not in front of me either. It's got birds, okay. all, birds all over it. Wow. Birds. I love a good, love a good bird. You really do love a good bird. Um, yeah. Birds. <laughs> Mine has like a pocket for a filter sort of stitched into it, but I don't have any, I didn't put anything in there. Um, in Animal Crossing, there is a bird that lives on top of your like welcome board. And I really want to be able to catch that bird. And I know you can't, but I really want to be able to catch that bird, especially at night when it's an owl. Okay. So birds are neither bugs nor fish, which are the two things you can catch in that game. I know. So that's why you can't. It's not a. It's not a bug, and also I know birds are people. I'm not saying <laughs> that I expect to be able to catch it. I'm just saying I want to be able to catch a little owl. Okay. That's all. Okay. I a feel cute little owl. It is cute. I feel weird that you can catch turtles and frogs because. Uh, also those are not fish, even though the game classifies them as fish. And there are people in the world that are turtles and, uh, frogs, like, (laughs) like, 
you shouldn't be able to catch anything that can also visit your island, right? There are different species of frog. They just called it. They just call it a frog. <laughs> it's it's not like a speckled frog or whatever. Listen, if I could catch that bird, I would. I don't care that I could also have a bird. I don't want to enslave my neighbors. Okay. Yeah, they don't do anything anyway. So whatever. Wow, we got a real dictator over here. My brother described our villages as um, as peasants and like that they're like serfs, but I'm like, but they don't even do anything. Right now I'm on a construction project and I need their bells. And you know who's not giving any bells to the construction project? My neighbors. Oh, yeah. Just me. Well, my neighbor gave me a whole bunch of uh, iron one time and I was really happy about that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The, the most precious resource in that freaking game. Ugh still mad anyways that's enough of animal crossing talk um hey let's move on to tea talk i gotta talk about this tea all right sing us in wait okay okay i'm ready <laughs> well what just tea. happened over there tea. tea talk tea talk tea talk tea talk really likes and yes noises <laughs> yes my pause at the beginning was i needed to pick up my water cup and it was worth it. I'm going to talk about my tea first. Mm-hmm. I'm having another sips by tea. And this is called Chico Chai. Original chai. Masala chai blended by hand in Chico, California. Wow. This tea took so long to make. Because I think it's really making a chai latte. Okay. Um, I had to... Heat up one cup of water on a small pot on the stovetop, and then I added one heaping teaspoon of chai, and then I simmered it for 10 minutes, and then I added a fourth of a cup of milk and a teaspoon of sugar, and then I simmered for another five minutes. That's a lot of directions. I, yeah, and then I strained into cup to enjoy. Um, do you, uh, and, and how does it taste? <laughs> it's good. It's a, I would say it tastes like a chai. Um, like a chai latte. Um, yeah, it's got a nice spice to it. I wish I would have doubled the recipe because I'm almost out, which is why I needed to talk about it soon because I'm so close to being done with this tea. Mm. And given that nice echo by talking into your empty mug. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, I, I put a little extra than it, what it called for because I wanted it to be strong and it's definitely got a, a spice at the end. Um, yeah, I can taste all the chai things. I can taste the cardamom. I can taste the cinnamon. I can take the taste the nutmeg. It's good. Does it have any accompanying copy? Um, it just has the ingredients and oh, you know, there is accompanying copy, but I forgot to bring it with me. Oh well. <laughs> Make it up. Give me um, two sentences to describe two marketing style sentences to describe this. This original chai blend will bring you to, will aliven your senses <laughs> and awaken your mind. Um, uh, I can't believe you just made that up off the cuff. Wow. Even stumbling over words as if you were reading something. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Wait, I, can, I have the official. Um, oh, never mind. Oh, here it is. Okay. Are you ready for what the real copy is? 
Yes, let's give it to me. <laughs> this spicy aro- aromatic tea is blended by hand in small batches in Chico, California. It can be steeped in hot water for a mild spice tea or simmered on a stovetop for a stronger brew. Serve with or without milk and sweetener. Um, did you add milk and sweetener? I did, yes. I followed the exact instructions on the back. Mm-hmm. Um... Is this so? The sips by again. This is your subscription box of tea that you yeah. get. Mm-hmm. They are not a sponsor, but they could be. Um, they how much? How much of this tea do they give you? Um, so they give you four different teas a month, and each of those has about four cups of tea in it. Sometimes it's more. Sometimes it's, usually it's more. But um, and sometimes you, they say like you can re-steep this tea for. So th- More cups. So this, so this tea here, you got in a f- in about a four cup um, sample size. Yeah. Okay. Well, it comes in a little crinkly, crinkly, crinkle. <laughs> um, and so, how much of it did you use to make this? One heaping teaspoon. Or like, uh, what percentage of the bag did you use? Or what? I'd say a, a third to a fourth. I'm not sure. A third to a fourth. Okay. So I would, if you used a fourth, I would cover the uh, four per yeah. bag. Thing. I used a little extra than it called for because I wanted it to be spicy. But um, it felt good to make a real latte, like a real chai latte, and not just a cup of chai tea. Um, I'm enjoying it. Again, I wish I had more. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem was it did take a long time. I... Now, I know that our podcast was slightly delayed in recording because you were trying to complete your tea making process. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not a strict um, time cop, <laughs> but I could uh, I could imagine that you maybe felt a little rushed because you're trying to finish the tea to get to uh, this Skype call that we're on. However, I can also imagine that if you were not rushed, that the process of having to make the tea might be somewhat um, relaxing or cathartic in a way where that that way that people often find making tea to be relaxing in that there's like a whole process to it. And it takes time, you know, putting the water um, in a pot and, and boiling it and stuff. I So I guess the... This is the long way of getting to the question. Do you think if you didn't have a time constraint on it, it would be um, kind of a fun little process? Or would it still be annoying because you want your tea now? I still think it would be annoying. I mean, I still think it would be annoying only because there were so many steps and stuff. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't like super annoying. And I would probably do it again with this tea. But I don't think I would do it all the time if I had like more than this like if I had like a regular amount of tea like that I just got from the store like this is not my preferred way of uh making a drink also I really just want to be able to buy a hot chai from a Starbucks (laughs) I um I made a chai uh yesterday I made chai myself I used bagged chai tea steeped it and then um Oh, and I wanted iced chai, iced chai latte. So then I mixed it with milk, honey, and ice. <laughs> and I was actually pleasantly surprised how it came out. It wasn't 
you know, it wasn't as good as buying it from a Starbucks or whatever, but it was pretty good. And I, um, I think I sort of, I didn't mind the process, even though it was kind of lengthy for me as well. And I've never really thought about it this way, but it's probably because my desk for which I am currently recording this podcast from and spend most of my time at (laughs) and my kitchen are, it's, it's about, um, it's about a 10 foot walk. If I were to (laughs) the long way as the crow flies, it's about five feet. And so doing things that take time aren't as burdensome for me. So I can just like turn on the water, set a timer or turn on the water, wait for it to boil, just like walk over and do it. Like I don't have to stand in my kitchen waiting for it all to happen. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. I'm out of tea already. (sighs) Well, before you forget about how it feels, um, Emily, do you find this Chico chai tea, which I already remembered the name of, and you don't have to show me the label, <laughs> to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, I would say this is my cup of tea. I uh, Again, I wish I had more. I'll make the hmm. other ones this way, but I will double the recipe. Um, you know, it felt nice to actually make like a latte and have a, a, a real chai latte. Um it made me feel all warm and cozy. Um, mm-hmm. I think I could take this recipe, not recipe, but like list of instructions with other chai tea bags I have to like, to liven it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's my cup of tea. I'm enjoying it. Really recommend it. Wow. It's really working out for Sipsby and Chico that people are, you're getting samples and recommending them to other people. are you drinking this week that's me um so i am drinking another one of uh the uh fall faves (laughs) welcome to spring i'm drinking i'm drinking a fall fave and uh it's by david's tea comes in the little collector's box we've been drinking for those keeping track at home we have after today there are two more david's teas from said fall faves box and we are definitely gonna finish it before this coming fall (laughs) (laughs) but the tea that i chose today um is called cardamom macchiato okay it is considered a white tea um, which is what i thought it was at first but then when you actually read the description it says it's a a deep and mellow white and black tea spiked with cardamom and coffee beans um so it's got both interesting and I also find it interesting that it has, so it has coffee beans in it, which is maybe partially why I had been avoiding it because I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, you can see that you very much see the whole coffee beans in the, um, in the tea leaves, among the leaves. But it is still considered a low caffeine tea. You'd think putting those coffee beans in there would make it, yeah. make it higher. And isn't a macchiato like a high caffeine drink? I think so, yeah. Like higher than... If I remember correctly, a macchiato is when you 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 pour the milk first and then you put the espresso on top and it kind of sits there and you don't mix it together. And then you do, well, if you get like a caramel macchiato at Starbucks, you do like a caramel mm-hmm. like design at the top. And then it, you're, you get the espresso first. Probably mixes, must do a weird... One of them, uh, the milk must be heavier, so then when you tip it up, 
it's the milk is coming in under the maki or under the uh, espresso, and so you're sort of getting that's how it's blending. I guess, yeah. If I'm thinking of how those floaty drinks usually work, because the 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 bottom stuff is supposed to come underneath, come through and underneath the top yeah. part. <laughs> um, that's like a if you get cheese tea, that's how it, that's how it is. <laughs> uh, well, I will say I was worried that this tea would. Um, tastes too much like coffee and I don't like coffee so it would be gross and then when I was pouring the hot water over it it very much smelled like coffee the smell of coffee and so I was even more worried (laughs) that it was going to be like coffee (laughs) Um, however and there's a big twist here well now that I'm drinking it it doesn't taste that much like coffee maybe not at all or I mean if I was a coffee drinker I might I might hit, find the notes of coffee in this more. Um, but I find that it has more of just like the caramel flavor of yeah. like maybe coffee. Mm. Matt just took a sip. Mm. He's thinking I, about it. I made a, uh, well, I'm, so I, I, as per usual, I made one cup and then I steeped some more for even longer. So mm-hmm. I wanted to see if this even stronger tasted more like coffee. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one more sip. Right, Matt's taking another sip to really just really engage with his um tea text you know Um, i will say upon further inspection it does taste a little more like coffee than my first cup did hmm. Um, how does it change your opinion of it honestly still fine it's um i'm not it's not an offensive amount and i don't like the thing about coffee for me is i don't like find it disgusting necessarily uh, like the smell of it's fine. I don't, I, I, it's not like when I smell it, I'm like, Oh, coffee or whatever. The smell of coffee is perfectly fine. I'm just not a coffee drinker. And this is kind of just like the smallest hint of coffee. And so mm-hmm. it's, it tastes, it tastes good. It's still a good tea. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Would you say it's more of a black tea or a white tea base flavor? I, I feel more like it's a black tea. Um, I don't really get the refreshingness of a white tea that I normally get. And it's also, I mean, literally darker in color than a white tea would normally be. Mm-hmm. It's more of like that brownish color that a black tea would have, which um, might also be because of the coffee beans. But um, What are the other ingredients in it besides co- black beans? Or not black beans, coffee beans, black tea, and white tea? Uh, cardamom. Cardamom is the other thing. <laughs> According to this Do you box, taste the cardamom? Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think so. Actually, it just tastes. Uh, it kind of just. It just tastes to me like a black tea with a little coffee hint and maybe some like vanilla in it. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that there's actually also vanilla in this, um, and that just it's not listed on the box or something. Um. If you had just given this to me without telling me what it was, I would have said it's a black tea with vanilla extract in it or something. Um, I have another question for you before we move on. Um, would you... So I really miss like a Starbucks chai latte or a, or a Starbucks um, or a, an iced mocha from Think with oat milk. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you miss tea-wise from the outside world? Um, well, 
if I'm being honest, I, I mean, definitely making chai lattes. I miss or I getting them from like, uh, Starbucks. They make really good ones. Any kind of any of that, any of those like decadent chai latte things. I don't know what's really in them. <laughs> Probably a lot of sugar. Yeah, those are great. Um, I will say that like. I don't know. There's a couple of places I miss going that are my big tea places. Like um, there's blank, sl- blank slate on Madison Avenue, maybe wherever that is. Um, I think so. Yeah. North of Madison Square Park. But that they have some really great um, tea, uh, tea lattes, like Earl Grey lattes and things like that. It's also relatively close to the Magnet Training Center. That is true. Which I discovered when I went there one day mm-hmm. before a Magnet Theater class. And then the other um, the other tea that I, I I like getting when I go out. So I like going to cafes to work. When I work when I work from home, I also like working from cafes. Obviously, not doing that currently. Um, but my favorite tea to get at my favorite cafe is a lychee black tea. So it is black tea flavored like the lychee nut, mm-hmm. and it's really good. It's really good with milk too. It's like so sweet. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever had a lychee before, but they're a very sweet um, um, thing. <laughs> I have. And I also actually, for our secret, um, we called it our secret dragon at school because we don't we didn't call it secret Santa, but someone gave me lychee black tea and it's at my apartment. Wow. And you haven't brought it over? No, because we had other teas to get rid of. Oh, I love it. I love that tea. I don't know. It might even be the same tea. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe one day when we're allowed to be in the same room together, um, I'll bring it. That would be, that would be, I would appreciate that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, Let's see. I found my, I found the description of my tea online. Okay. Um, a loving homage to Turkish coffee. This cardamom-spiked white tea could become your new obsession. Blended with energizing black tea, coffee beans, and a dollop of cream, it manages to be both smooth and refreshing, rich yet surprisingly light. A sweet and satisfying dessert-like tea that'll seduce you from the first sip. Wow. Um, What makes it great? This Java-inspired tea is our nod to Turkish coffee, which is traditionally brewed with crushed cardamom. There you go. Wow, wow, wow. It says it's the perfect blend for coffee lovers looking for a delicious gateway to tea. We should give this to all of the podcast listeners who say that they're coffee drinkers. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's unfortunately my gateway to coffee. That'd be that'd be weird. Um. Uh, according to the ingredients, there's white tea, black tea, cardamom seed, and husk, apple, coffee bean, rose hips, and natural and artificial flavoring. Um, so this gives me a way bigger description than the box did. Oh, also, it's way on sale if you want it. <laughs> I'm good. If anyone wants to go to davidc.com, it's like it's like 75% off right now. <laughs> Maybe people don't like this. I would agree with all that copy, though. It is refreshing. Uh, it is, it's rich yet refreshing. Yes, that is a good way of putting it. Um, I wonder if they're on sale cause, um, just because of quarantine. And it's also not in season, really. This was a fall phase. 
Correct. I have no idea. Um, I got to look at their website for other teas, though, man. If every if the other things are seventy five percent off. <laughs> um, I also miss going to a tea place and smelling their teas before buying it. Can't do that Ugh. right now. No. <sighs> Matt, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Matt, would you say that this David's Chi cardamom macchiato white and black tea is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Well, you know, heading into this, I would have, I would have thought this is gotta, this is gonna be not my cup of tea. Just wow, wow. what a description that can't be my cup of tea. But you know what? It's pretty good. This is my cup of tea. Wow, 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 wow. I don't know if I would buy it, but I, I'm enjoying it right now. Um, yeah, it's in a weird place where it's like I would probably buy more of this for myself, but it, it does taste good, and I am having a good time with it. Well, I'm glad that that sampler pack is really doing it for you. Got two more left, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do them soon. <laughs> Which are the two that are left? Uh, Honeycrisp Apple and uh, Just Beat It. Beat it, beat it. Which has beats in no it. No one wants to be defeated. No one wants to be defeated. Hmm. Such insight. <laughs> Uh, right. Tea talk done. Tea talk complete. Matt, mm-hmm. last week yes. we talked about grocery stores. That was my topic. Now it is your turn to have a topic. Matt, what topic are you going to have today? Okay, so a little uh, a little backstory before I get to the topic. So I, I guess I didn't mean to do this, but this is kind of a, a follow up to. Um, a topic I had earlier a few weeks ago and not really a follow-up, but a continuation in a, in a lineage. Now, um, side note to that, uh, this past Mon uh, no Tuesday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, uh, we released a, or we didn't release, we, we posted on our Facebook page, a, um, an old episode of TBD as we will post uh, um, weekly from now, for now for a little bit, at least <laughs> episodes that we have had guests on and because we miss having guests, we miss our friends. So uh, we'll be posting these, these weekly episodes that have had guests on them. And, and, you know, Emily and I and some other people have been picking some uh, episodes that we particularly enjoy. No offense to anyone who we don't pick. We love all of our episodes. Um, but that episode, uh, that came, that was posted this past Tuesday is the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Billy Soko, uh, which also had the mini topic of peanut butter M&Ms. Mm, so good. <laughs> um, so now that episode, we, we talked about the overall, uh, MCU talking about all the little bits and pieces up until that point, this, that episode came out, um, about a year and a half ago. So there has been some um, Marvel's news since that has occurred. Um, all right. So wrapping those two things together, that we that this is a continuation of another episode and that we posted this Marvel Cinematic Universe episode um, a couple of days ago gets me to what my topic today is. And that is Captain America. That was my drum roll. You drum rolled right over my... T- 
me say Captain America. <laughs> um, hey, let's talk about Captain America. So, um, and it's the topic from a few weeks ago with Spider-Man. Um, so Captain America. Um, first of all, this is going to be not about the comics, really, <laughs> because I don't read Captain America comics. But I have been, um, I don't know. He, he, here's the thing. So Captain America, Chris Evans, right? Handsome man, yes. Handsome man. Handsome, nice man. Seems seemingly. I, yeah. There's some sort of controversy with him a few weeks ago, but I don't want to, I didn't, I didn't read about it because I don't read gossip. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this movie comes out. I, I'm, I was a huge, I've been huge in these Marvel's movies from the beginning. I saw Hulk, um, both of them, I guess. <laughs> I saw Iron Man, like early, I think in theaters, I saw Iron Man, but I, yeah. And as they're building this all up, the first Captain America movie is called The First Avenger. That's no, the subtitle. That. Captain America, The First Avenger. Um, so I, I really love all of all of the Marvel characters, but um, given that approximately one year ago was the end of the Captain America um, timeline in the movies, because uh, of course Avengers Endgame came out um, the end of April um, 2019, and yeah, that, what a long time that ago. was um, you know spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Endgame yet, um, uh, or hasn't seen it and wants to see it but um steve rogers uh chris evans portrayal of captain america has retired um from the marvel movies so he's uh no longer in them so you know we can talk about this and it's 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 over he's he's done for (laughs) okay so captain america the first avenger Mm -hmm. how does the story start okay so I will say, first of all, I saw this movie in theaters. I thought it was going, and I saw it almost out of obligation because I had seen all the other movies, but I was like, Captain America is so lame. <laughs> what a lame superhero. And uh, the first movie, the first Avenger, I, when I originally saw it, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. Um, I didn't love it, but I, and I didn't hate it, but I thought it was fine. I recently rewatched it. It's on Disney Plus. You can watch all the Captain Americas on Disney Plus now. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> it's a really good like backstory that they sort of like. They're, they're part of it's part of partially reinvented, partially taken from the comics. Um, as somebody who recently, uh, as uh, mentioned earlier, watched the uh, Spider-Man animated series all over. There's an episode of the Spider-Man animated series where they basically uh, explain all of Captain America's um, uh, backstory. backstory. It's like a pretty quick. I mean, it takes it's like a two minute long part of one episode where Captain America time travels in (laughs) (laughs) and they have to explain why he's on the cartoon. Um, But I was surprised to see how similar the Spider-Man backstory for Captain America was to the one they put in the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, which basically you get this scrawny kid who um, at the time I did not know who Chris Evans was. I just like wasn't familiar with, with him as an actor. He had been in Scott he had, Pilgrim. He had been in Scott Pilgrim and he had also been in the Fantastic Four movies. He is 
uh, he was the original Johnny Storm, human, the Human Torch. <laughs> uh, so he he really got a do over on that whole superhero thing because those movies were not good. <laughs> but uh, which is amazing that you could be in one you you you'd be cast as two superheroes. That's just weird to me. I mean, it's happened before. Ryan Reynolds was both uh, in that really bad um, Green Lantern movie, and then is obviously in the very successful Deadpool. So good for both of those actors. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so you get, you get introduced to Steve Rogers, uh, and he's just this scrawny little guy. (laughs) And I didn't, because I didn't know who really know who, um, Chris Evans was at the time. I didn't realize that this was like a computer generated scrawny version of him. (laughs) And now that I've rewatched it, it looks so weird (laughs) because you see this just like tiny CGI, uh, Chris Evans. Um, and he is not good enough to, he's not, he's got all kinds of illnesses and weaknesses and whatnot. And he wants desperately to join the, uh, I guess it's the army, <laughs> to fight in World War II. He's, there's a lot of corny shit in this movie, <laughs> uh, like patriotic nonsense that actually, probably why I didn't like it in the first place. Like when I originally watched it, I probably was turned off by a lot of this because to me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I am pretty patriotic, but I hate when people go over the top with like uh superlatives about the military and whatnot because um you know honestly it'd be nice if we didn't fight wars. It's good that we have a military, but um it's not great that we have wars, right? <laughs> um trying well, to I'm trying to I'm uh, being diplomatic about that, but you know, I think official I TBD podcast view. Wars not good. Wars not good. No. Well, it's funny how many people disagree with that opinion, I guess. But like there's a lot of that in that first um movie. And and it, you know, it, it in some ways it makes sense because it's historical and it is trying to be talk it is talking about World War II and World War II was a very patriotic war and also maybe the most um righteous war we've ever fought in. <laughs> World War II is a big one. Um and that's nothing to sell it's not to sell World War 1 or um or the Civil War, or the American Revolution short, but, um, man, World War II, you got to beat those Nazis, right? Got to beat them. And anyways, another a lot TBD, of that... Another TBD political view. Nazis? Bad. Nazis bad. And uh, you hear that, Richard Spencer? Stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> that would be weird to find out. Could you imagine? Okay, let's just, a side, side note. Richard Spencer re, uh, tweets our, our podcast out. I mean, we'd obviously have to say, hey, don't listen to this guy, but also be weird he listen to our podcast. <laughs> uh, it would be super weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be weird. It'd be weird. Anyways, um, Nazis are bad. Um, so, <laughs> so this movie was sort of corny. Um, but then as you watch other, it, it becomes the thing that like Captain America is corny. He's corny in all the movies. He becomes corny yeah. in... Uh, especially in the Avengers movies where uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark, like makes fun of him all the time. And all the characters are talking about how he's like out of date and like it becomes an endearing quality to him. And it's really like gets wrapped into his personality of being the corny one. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I would say on rewatch, I'm like, this is still corny, but at least it's the Captain America that I love. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets injected with the super soldier serum and um who which has is, the serum so there's a uh um 
there is a German scientist. So sort of like how when um, in in real life, when Americans uh, won World War II and we freed a lot of German scientists and brought them to America. And basically that's how we won the Cold War was because we had like the best rocket scientist and uh, things of that nature. Uh, there is a German scientist in this movie who actually, um, so he, he flees Germany, he comes to America and he basically wants to help, um, America win the war and defeat the Nazis. And actually more specifically, he wants to defeat the Red Skull, who is the supervillain most associated with, um, Captain America and is the head of the original or not the original, but. At the time, he's the head of Hydra, which is the overall villain for uh, a large percentage of Marvel properties. They are like the secret underground society, almost kind of like um, like a Freemason sort of thing, where how we consider them to, you know, not they aren't really in charge of everything, but in the way that we um, yeah pretend the Freemasons are in charge of everything. Hydra is like this sort of evil secret organization. And the sort of deal of the movie is that the Red Skull is in charge of Hydra, which is a part of the Nazi party. But actually, he, the the way they make the Red Skull more evil than Hitler (laughs) is basically that he doesn't think the Nazis are going far enough and he wants world domination and they really put the movie really talks about how Hitler thinks he's too extreme, <laughs> which uh, okay. that's how they sort of work that out. And, and, and you know, they try to detach it a little from the Nazism because they want to use Hydra in the future as well. They don't want it yeah. to just be uh, one and done. And so the Red Skull, he is he's basically um, he, he uh, <laughs> the guy who gives Captain America the super soldier serum invented it for the guy who becomes the red skull uh the red skull wanted to become a super soldier himself he injects himself with it and it basically melts all of his skin off and turns his bones red and he becomes the red skull and he's this uh disgusting looking uh skeleton man thing but he is no, equal thank you so he's of equal strength to captain america but has but because he was um greedy with and impatient more so than anything he has been disfigured and it also uh helped drive his madness a little bit (laughs) so captain america wants to defeat the red skull okay um Uh, that is the plot of the first movie okay i have a question where is peggy olsen involved in this okay wrong person so uh (laughs) whatever i don't care (laughs) i believe you mean agent carter yeah her peggy carter um so I, I very much did want to get into her. So that is a good question. Thank, thank you for prompting me. <laughs> um, so she is also at the same time period. So in in that time period, there is the scientist who wants to turn uh, Captain America or Steve Rogers into Captain America. He ends up being killed. And then there's also the general, which is played by Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Peggy Carter, who is the... Um, She's some sort of special agent. It's a little unclear. She works for the SSR, which is the uh, st- Secret Strategic Reserve, I think. <laughs> and uh, kind of like a, like a CIA. They're actually the precursor to S.H.I.E.L.D. 
She's like the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that kind yeah. of stuff, which is prevalent later. So she, in some ways, is like an original S.H.I.E.L.D. person. And she's trying to help. Um, she's basically just trying to help Captain America. And um, she's friends with a young Howard Stark, which is Tony Stark's dad. And um, she falls in love with Steve Rogers. And then they're they're doing their their thing. <laughs> he's He's fighting wars and she's. Uh, sort of this like special agent in the military and uh, she helps shoot him with his shield. She shoots him with his shield. That's like a big moment in the thing. Cause she, uh, she shoots the original captain America shield <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's the big, definitely the big emotional way to the end of it because she falls in love with him basically before he becomes a super soldier, but it becomes more obvious later as she realizes he is like uh, the most true of hearts and he is a very kind soul. Wow. And uh, the if we just fast forward to the end of the movie, uh, <laughs> uh, basically the Red Skull ends up kind of killing himself slash sending himself into outer space because he picks up the uh, the Tesseract and it sends, which is the big MacGuffin of of many of these movies, and he gets teleported into outer space and he is not to be heard from again until they bring him into um avengers uh infinity war <laughs> and he comes back um but uh the real end of the movie is that steve rogers um has to sacrifice himself to save america because there wow. are all these bombs that are full of this like crazy explosive material heading towards new york chicago boston philadelphia uh a bunch of uh, it was supposed to be like East Coast, but for some reason Chicago's in there too. <laughs> and uh, and all the bombs are like labeled with the city they're supposed to blow up, um, which is funny if for a couple of reasons. One, why would you even label the bomb? Two, why would it be in English and not in German? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. But you get this big moment where like Steve Rogers, who's from Brooklyn, uh, sees... BK? He's from BK. He's from me. He's from where I'm from. He's from me? <laughs> uh, he from me. And he sees the New York one and he's like, oh, no. And so he crashes the ship into the Arctic. And uh, he this is how they freeze him so that they can bring him back in the future, which is the true end of the movie is that you get introduced to him in present day. But uh, the most emotional part of the whole movie is that uh, Peggy Carter has to be on the radio while he's basically admitting that he's going to sacrifice his life and they're talking to each other as if he's not going to like at first she's like don't sacrifice yourself and he's like i have to do it um but they're speaking in code and they're talking about like saving a or going out on a date and saving the dance for me and all this stuff and you're on peggy carter while um his ship like or his plane finally crashes in the water and so his like radio signal just cuts out and it is very emotional because uh, you're very much built up on these these people. And um, then the next time I think in the MCU you see Pe- Peggy Carter or in the movies, she she survives and she's like 80 years old or something like that, um, mm-hmm. 90 years old. And Steve talks to her, but he's still like the same age he was the like, you know, in World War Two. Yeah. And uh that's like the next super emotional moment. I think that happens in Captain America's Civil War. 
I'm forget. I'm I'm blank. I think that's the movie it happens in. Is that the one with Bucky Barnes? Uh, we can talk about him in one second. <laughs> no, but I, I, is that is that is that the one with him, or is that a different one? Uh, he's in a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> he's okay. He's he's in one, two, and he's in all three of Captain America's, and he's in um other things too. Okay. Um, I wanted to, yeah. Uh, mm, let me finish on Peggy Carter real quick. So, um. Then the end at the end of Endgame, if you really don't want spoilers in the end of Endgame, Steve Rogers basically travels back in time so he could live his whole life with Peggy Carter. Um, and then he comes back as an old man at the end of the movie and you're like, wow, it's old man Steve Rogers. That freaks me out, too. <laughs> uh, but you get to know that he lived his life happily ever after and that also Peggy was happy. And so that's good. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, but... There's also a television show called Agent Carter. Yes. Uh, which went on for two seasons, I think. Two or three. Two, maybe. And those are also all on Disney+. Plus, and I'm currently watching them right now. <laughs> and they're pretty cool. They're like good nostalgia stuff. Um, she's, she's fun. It's like there's a, a couple little sad moments where it's a little like Mad Men where she's being held back. But... She's still the best agent they have, so she still gets, like... You still know she's the best. You as the audience did, know she's the best. <laughs> did you watch this when it was on air? I watched the first season when it was on TV, and then I think I started watching the second season but got lost. And I'll tell you, one of my least favorite things about Hulu <laughs> is that, like, if it, if you wait, like, six weeks or something to watch, like, a brand new show, it, like, gets off the queue for some reason. Yeah. Like, and I hate that because sometimes I fall a few weeks back and I'm like, and then like, it's like, oh, you could pick up on episode three. And I'm like, no, but I want to watch one and two. Why would I want to start on three? Uh, anyways, I watched the first season when it was on air and I'm rewatching the first season now. I don't think I watched the whole second season, but I will watch the whole second season now. <laughs> All right. Before we move on, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. In the extended Captain America universe... And I say Captain America because I know he's part of the MCU, but specifically characters specifically related to Captain America. Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite of the characters? Um, well, I only know a few. I don't I, I know what they put in the movies, but I mean, I mean, he, he, uh, this is not him. Should I not pick him? Because he's the best character. If you can, pick, you can pick him, but you could also pick Peggy Carter. You could pick, I don't know. You can pick whoever you want. Uh, I mean, she's great. I do like her a lot, but I mean, Steve is, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to go down. I mean, Chris Evans playing, uh, Steve Rogers is going to go down as one of the all time best movie characters ever. I'd have never, I've never decided to put down a top 10 list of this kind of thing, <laughs> but like, um, I'm only going to pick if I, or definitely top, top five superheroes ever. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Um, just like amazing portrayal of the character. It like, like, like I said, I went in the first movie thinking this is going to be so lame and it turned, it turned into a trilogy of movies. He was in a bunch of other crossover things and like just the most delightful character ever. So, I mean, Captain America is great. And then I love Peggy Carter too, but there's, you only get so much exposure to her as like a character, even though she had her own TV show. Um, I don't know. The the weight, you know, a TV show doesn't have the weight of a movie normally. 
Okay. Um, so I can talk about Bucky Barnes real quick. So his his yeah. his childhood or his his like you don't know how old I guess they are from childhood, but uh, he's basically a friend of Steve Rogers. He gets to enlist in the military, and in the first Avenger, uh, Bucky is captured by the by Hydra, mm-hmm. and Captain America saves him and frees him. Uh, but then later in the movie, he dies trying to save uh, or trying to uh, capture um, another Hydra agent uh, who is like one of the scientist um, characters who's like he's the evil scientist who partners with the Red Skull, uh, whose name I'm for some reason blanking on. Oh, uh, Zola, Z-O-L-A and uh, Dr. Zola. And then um I'll, I'll quickly jump to the the next two movies. Mm-hmm. So then there's the second Captain America, which is the Winter Soldier, which is the uh, in the Winter Soldier. Basically, you get this mysterious character who shows up with a metal arm and wearing a face mask and long black hair, and he is this um, assassin character who um, is going after Shield and um, you also find out that um, S.H.I.E.L.D. is being uh, infiltrated by HYDRA. And there's lots of mystery and intrigue and whatnot. And the Black Widow is in this movie. And you also get introduced to the Falcon in this movie, Anthony Mackie's character. <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes Captain America's like new bud. And they are trying to fight this mysterious assassin character and figure out Hydra's evil plot. And this takes place in like modern day. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in it and he, he gets, uh, there's a, uh, an attempt on his life. There's actually a woman no. who is, uh, uh, Peggy Carter's, um, granddaughter, I guess, or daughter, granddaughter. I don't know. She's a character. Okay. I have a question. Pause. Uh, yes. If, at the end of Infinity War. Oh, these are these are the big questions that nerds have been asking. <laughs> he goes back and lives with her. Is it his granddaughter? Or is it a different timeline? I believe I believe that it I believe that people have figured out that it is a different timeline. It it it's sort of because that happens, it like shifts everything and, and it's like a parallel universe kind of thing. I don't have a strict answer other than there is a romance in one of the movies between them. So I'd like to think it's not his daughter <laughs> or not his granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep there's going. a real, there's a real Luke Leia Skywalker problem here. If you consider that it's <laughs> that, if you consider that that is uh, his actual granddaughter, but uh, yeah. So it turns out that mysterious assassin is Bucky Barnes, AKA the winter soldier who, when he was being experimented on in the first movie, was actually being brainwashed by this Dr. Zola character who comes back, even though he's dead now, it's 60, you know, or 80 years in the future. I don't, I, I'm losing my, no, I guess it's uh, yeah, 80 or 90 years in the future. Turns out that he was put into a computer. He was turned into an evil robot computer thing. Whoa. <laughs> and he reveals the plot to Captain America and... Yeah, it turns out he brainwashed him in the past. Bucky has been alive this whole time and murdering people, but not like uh, not of his own volition because he's been ordered to. Yeah. And so then they finally capture 
they finally end up capturing him. They foil Hydra's plot. There are more twists and turns. Um, and some face mask technology by Black Widow to to trick other people into revealing their evil plots and get them monologuing. <laughs> but uh, and finally, and so Bucky is sort of saved. Um, then there's a third movie, which is Captain America: Civil War, which dun, dun, might, dun. As, might as well have been another um, Avengers movie. <laughs> Because it has Iron Man, Spider-Man. It's the first movie with Spider-Man in it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Ant-Man is in it. Uh, Falcon, Black Widow. Yeah, just like the whole crew is in this. (laughs) There's a big fight on an airport um, runway at the end. Or kind of near the middle. But the whole point, the, the whole plot of it is to get the two two factions to hate each other iron man side and captain america's side and basically um there's this character who is the um the main antagonist who is not a supervillain. he's sort of just like a regular dude but he is kind of a kind of a terrorist in a way although i think they t- stay away from those sort of words <laughs> <laughs> but he is from the in the second Avengers movie, there's Age of Ultron. There is a country that gets mostly destroyed, and he, his family is like killed, and so he's out for vengeance. And he basically puts together this whole plot to drive a wedge between Captain America and Iron Man, the two leaders of the Avengers. And the way they do it is that there's a thing called the Sokovia Accords, which is a legal doctrine saying that like superheroes need to declare that they are superheroes and mm-hmm. also abide by laws and rules and stuff. It's sort of like the superhero uh, registration act from both the Incredibles movie, the first Incredibles where like they often go into hiding. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. also it's a big plot in like um, some of the X, some X-Men properties of like having to register your superpowers. So Iron Man is, uh, on the side that all people should sign these paperwork, all this paperwork, and it needs to be regulated because superheroes can kill people. Yeah. And Captain America is basically on the side of like freedom and all that shit because <laughs> he's corny. Um, How do they make up? Do they make up by the end of the movie? Uh, not really. <laughs> oh, wow. They basically get really mad at each other, and you find out this is a big spoiler. So if you've never seen this and want to keep this a secret to Civil War, you, uh, skip forward uh, one minute in the podcast. You find out that the Winter Soldier is the person who killed Tony Stark's parents, because uh, they're. It's like a long, th- long-standing thing that they're dead, but you don't know who did it. And you find out that the Winter Soldier did it because under the command um, of people. And you find out this guy who's trying to get vengeance knew. Um, and you also find out that uh, at somewhere along the lines. Steve Rogers found out. Captain America found this out and was keeping it a secret. So this is a big secret that all these people know how Tony Stark's parents died, but uh, um, nobody's telling Tony Stark. Yeah. And so this is like the final nail. Like, I can't trust you. Like, if you, like, it goes beyond, like, opinions and gets, like, really personal. And honestly, I'm on Iron Man's side with this one. <laughs> I don't think Captain America made the right choice. But I think that's the whole point is, like, there was no right choice, you know? It just... Each person made a choice. Yeah. And uh, by the end, they are sort of, um, they sort of acknowledge that they will help each other 
if they need to, which is then what happens in like Endgame and Infinity War, but that they're like not really friends anymore. Do they ever make up? Um, they, I would say they never get to the place they used to be, but they um, get to a place where they like aren't, they don't hate each other anymore or whatever. <laughs> like, okay. they, they definitely make up to a degree, but not, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, it'll never be the same. It can't be the same. Um, and if they had let it become the same, it would have been like kind of a, a letdown in the movies or like a cop out, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so much sort drama. Of, there is. And that that's like, I mean, that's what really, I mean, it's all a balance, right? Like what are they going to do with the different characters and who are they going like, to improve? And I mean, considering Marvel started with no one, they didn't, they don't have, they don't have Batman. They don't have Superman. They don't have Spider-Man. They don't have any of these characters to like build their whole universe and then they went and did it with characters like uh, Captain America and Iron Man and these like, <laughs> to a certain degree, like second rate <laughs> superheroes and then made them so lovable. It's like a real testament to the writing of it all, which I do believe we talked about in our MCU episode. So I won't um, go down that path too much. Check that episode out, everyone. It's a really good one. It's like also super long, but it's very good. <laughs> and we talk about candy a bunch. We do. It, the, um, there's props. Um, Eric Probs. What I have a question. Mm-hmm. Would you consider Captain America your favorite of the Avengers? No, it's still Iron Man. Okay. <laughs> um, I probably will talk about Iron Man as another topic another day, but uh, I've had Captain America on the brain, and I've been watching Agent Carter, and and I did just watch um, the first Avenger and uh, the Winter Soldier. I have to rewatch Civil War again but uh but hey we did the topic anyways there we go i also think i also think i like i mean i kind of like spider-man as a character i like spider-man more i find spider-man more interesting but spider-man in the marvel cinematic universe hasn't quite had like the emotional impact other than well his his big moment in infinity war is crazy but like and it's there's been like some sad stuff and i'm on the ride for spider-man and this is not like this is nothing to say anything bad about Spider-Man and the MCU. I've loved it. But um, Captain America has just had like really like his whole story has been told, been told yeah. a lot. And there's been a lot of angles. His arc um, has been finished. Yeah. Which I should mention. Uh, so at the end of Endgame, Steve gives his uh, Captain America shield to the Falcon who it's basically like passing it on to him becoming the next Captain America, which in the comics, the winter soldiers, Captain America for a while. Um, and Falcon, I think is also it, but so the, the there's going to be a Marvel TV show on um, Disney plus called Falcon and the winter soldier. And it's going to follow um, the two of them. I don't really know how they're going to work out, but presumably Falcon is now basically the new Captain America. Um, and I look forward to that show. That should be good. So that's like the continuation of Captain America without it really being Steve Rogers anymore. Um, wow. Could have, could have called this topic Steve Rogers and then it would have just been that one guy. But no, it's Captain America. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have anything other really real questions except for um, Chris Evans in um, Scott Pilgrim is one of my favorite movie characters. I can't remember the name of his character, but... Um, yeah, he plays he plays this the actor who also is a skateboarder. <laughs> yeah, he's this I th- I believe he's the second evil ex, maybe. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's number two. Yeah. He's not number one. <laughs> no, he's not number one. Uh, the only one I'm not sure about is um, the girl from that movie. If she's uh, if she's ex number two, because I I feel like she confronts Scott second, but doesn't actually fight him till much later in the movie. I think that's true. But anyways, <laughs> spoilers for a different movie. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's, a, I, that's all I really have. I, I really like the movies. I've really enjoyed rewatching them. Going back and rewatching that final scene in the first Avenger is really sad because it's like, oh, man, <laughs> his whole damn life. And Peggy and everyone's sad. <laughs> um, he is the second. He's, his name is Lucas Lee. Here you go. There you go. Um, glad you could look that up. I could hear you typing it. Through oh, your, I tried to my, type my, quietly. I, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how to not make it. No, it doesn't I knew, matter. I knew you were looking things up, even though that's against our bylaws. Whatever, you looked something up earlier. <laughs> the ingredients of my, uh, the ingredients of my tea. Yeah. Um, I did not look up any of my Captain America facts, which is too bad because I am forgetting one character's name. The guy in the the Civil War villain. Um, I know he has a weird name. Oh, Baron Zemo, or he's just called something Zemo. Apparently he's coming back for this Captain America or the, the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. But he's like, a lot of people did not like him as a villain. They thought he was kind of, a, again, a cop-out villain, but he's, I, I think he's good. I like the intellectual element to it. <laughs> um, and some people thought that movie was unrealistic, but these are superhero movies. They're all unrealistic. Yeah, that's a silly reason to... <laughs> Not like one of these Marvel movies because they're all about superheroes and things that could never happen. I think whenever there's a movie and people are like uh, talking about like, oh, isn't that convenient? Or, oh, what, like something, something. I'm like, okay, just imagine there's infinite universes and we're watching the movie version of the thing that happened in the universe where the interesting thing happened, okay? <laughs> um, it's, yeah. Lay off, lay off the unrealism of movies. <laughs> Superhero or not, it's fine. Yeah. Um, the only th- I yeah whatever. I'm I, I'm good with that statement, even though I realizing I regret parts of it, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, and anyways, that's it. Check out Captain America. They're all on Disney Plus. If you don't have Disney Plus, get a one week trial. Disney Plus is not a sponsor of the podcast, but they should be because we've talked about them enough. <laughs> <sighs> um. Yeah. That's all I got. That's topic, all I got. Topic complete. <laughs> topic done. Um All right. I think that's it for the podcast. Do you have any do you have any corrections or anything? I do have one, yes. Okay, let's get let's get that correction in here. Yeah. Welcome to Correction Corner, and we have another correction from Katie Abate Lewin. Um and this is about our baking shows app with uh Nick Pappas. Um we were talking about the Great British Bake Off. And we couldn't remember the name of the host. And this is what Katie has to say. The new host on GBV, the Great British Bake Off, is Noel Noel Fielding. He's also famous in my world for being old grade, old Greg from the Mighty Bosch skit. I assume you'll know what that means. When I found this out, I was floored and needed to tell everyone about it. But no one seemed to know what old Greg was, which was disheartening. Sad face. The Mighty Boosh, by the way. Okay. I obviously don't know who it is. 
I want Katie to be proud that I knew how to correct your pronunciation on that. <laughs> My own little correction on your pronunciation. Uh, yeah, it's a, um, I would call it, I feel like it's a, mm, it's like a cult classic, maybe. I, okay. I feel like it's a little obscure, but people know it. You should know it because it's British. <laughs> I don't know everything British. Only uh, the Queen. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Katie, for that correction. You can check out that episode from, I think it's the first episode of the year. It sounds about. It came out, yeah. I think it came out first January, like second or third, 2020, I think. <laughs> um, if not then, around then. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's, 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 uh, very good. Do you, you don't have anything to plug, do you? <laughs> no. All right. Do you have anything you uh, want to plug? Check out my YouTube channel. That's it. <laughs> Put a new photo of myself on there. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, all right. Thanks everyone for listening. And, uh, if you haven't already subscribe and rate, rate, subscribe, review or old catchphrase. <laughs> Uh, and this has been TBD. <laughs> uh, I, because my name is Matt Armando. <laughs> Let's start this over. You do it. You do it. Uh, okay. You made fun of me for not knowing how to start the podcast. You don't know how I to end it. Never end it. I'll never end it. Yeah. I never. This... Okay. Fine. And fine, I, in fine. fact, I think I said it right. You just said. Eh, well, we, we normally end with our names is what, what I'm saying. No. Uh, so I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.